0: I am called Malele James. That's my name. By calling, I serve in the apostolic grace. But that's not very important. As I share, confirm whether really there's an apostolic grace. If a man says I am something, when he is not that thing, results will prove. If a man says I am not something, when he really is something, results will prove. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Uh, I oversee some churches, as pastor has mentioned, but also apart from that, the number of people from different ministries, especially in the last five years, who have requested me to father them. It's amazing. From different ministries, were well, not necessarily our ministry. And I have wondered about that, what God is doing. But I want to thank God so much. Now, some six years ago, Pastor Henry came looking for me. I request you to come over. Formerly, he had been coming to our church doing some music, but before that, I mean, after that, he came introducing his relationship for marriage. I began speaking to him through counseling. Just as he gave you the testimony. And after that, the whole marriage took place and things ended. So I visited him in Kampala ministry and so on, but it it was a bit of a loose relationship, not all that Tight, But this year, Pastor Henry came. Right at the beginning of this year. Looking for me. The spirit of the Lord spoke to me. say, said, stop a loose relationship with? With Pastor Henry. There's something I'm about to do in between both of you. So we get more close from that time. And from that period, at the very beginning of this year, God has done a lot through both of us. And it is through him that I get introduced to Apostle Bridge. It is now through him I get connected to Apostle Bridge, I am now connected to you. <laughs> yes, this is the way. It's now that I'm now connected to you people. It is through him, through him that I've met your spiritual father. Huh? <laughs> if there that, if that is anything I paid the price for to come here in India this first time, is what happened to me on the second day. I can miss any other thing, but it was, it was going to be a great loss for me if I missed that day. Wow. We are going to do a number of things immediately. We live here. We are conducting a very big prayer revival in Nimbale, Apostle. He's going to share with you the details. I've lived a prophetic life. My life, I have seen God connect me to men in different seasons. 2004, I met my spiritual father. I have a spiritual father. He declared many things, but from the time I met him, Many things in the spiritual realm opened. I was pastor in a church. I was a called apostle, but I didn't know who I am <laughs> until I met this man of God. When he started to minister to my life and show me the way, that is when I discovered who. I was. He did not bring the apostolic grace to me or the apostolic calling. No. He was simply used by God to remove the mask from my eyes to discover who I am. And that is how God helps me to understand this. Now, when when we are preparing to come here, on the 24th of September, we celebrated our silver jubilee in the marriage 25 years of marriage with my wife peaceful marriage <laughs> <laughs> That's true I enjoy my marriage that's the truth <laughs> 25 years but I remember when my spiritual father was praying I was very keen for me when people are praying for me I listened because Whenever they are praying, are prophetic words, they decree. So, I was crying, but somehow I controlled my emotions to listen to what he was praying. He said in his prayers, he was declaring, bless my son. Release him to nations. May he be a blessing to nations. That was on 24th before we came. After that, we are here. I'm trusting God to be a blessing to you and to all of us. And so when I come here during the meeting, there are many things God has been speaking to me as a person concerning the next phase of my ministry. But you see, whenever God is shifting you to another realm in ministry, he will introduce it. Sometimes he can give you the revelation, but at times he uses men with certain levels of grace to declare it. Praise the Lord. To declare it. So when I am here, and the servant of the Lord, the prophet, there is nothing foreign that he declared everything was as accurate as he said it that's why i take him as a true prophet one of the diminishing things in the christianity today in the nations and in the church is true spiritual fatherhood it's one of the dying subjects many people have been disappointed by spiritual fathers frustrated Oppressed, manipulated, cheated. But today to have a true spiritual father, it is the grace. And if God has given you one, take it higher. Take it higher. Take it higher. Hallelujah. And so, I sat under my spiritual father for eight years when he was teaching the subject of spiritual fatherhood and apostolic ministry, my world changed. I got a new perspective about church life. And so when when I heard that this church has been going through series of spiritual sonship, my heart limped. I I said, I will, because I had so many messages floating in my mind, I said, I will not go outside the subject. Hallelujah. If it means just reminding them, I'm going to re- just remind them. <laughs> Hallelujah. And so today we are sharing about serving your spiritual father as a profitable spiritual son or a daughter. Serving your spiritual father as a profitable spiritual son or a daughter. And uh, if one has new living translation version, help me and read very fast. It's a short book, Philemon. Yes, Philemon. New Living Translation. If someone is there, please, you can help me read it very fast. New Living Translation. The one I have here is King James. It does not bring the, music, the message I want. Is there one? someone with that? From verse 1. It's just... Okay. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Just from verses one to the end. It's a short book. This letter comes good from couple.
1: Paul, a prisoner from preaching the good news about Christ Jesus. And from our brother Timothy. And from our brother Timothy, I am writing to Philemon, our beloved co-worker. Number two. And to our sister, Afia, and to our fellow soldier, Akpas, and to the church that meets in your house. Number three, may God, our Father, and the Lord Jesus Christ give you grace and peace. Number four, I always thank God, thank my God when I pray for you, Philemon. Number five, because I keep hearing about your faith in the Lord, Jesus and your love for all of God's people. Number 6. And I am praying that you will not you will put into action the generosity that comes from your faith as you understand and experience all the good things we have in Christ. Number 7. Love your love has given me much joy and comfort. My brother For your kindness has often refreshed the hearts of God's people. Number eight, that is why I am boldly asking for a favor of you. I could demand it in the name of Christ because it is the right thing for you to do. Number nine, but because of our love, I prefer simply to ask you consider this as a request from Paul, from me, Paul and an older man and now also a prisoner for the sake of Christ Jesus. Number 10, I appeal to you to show, a, to show kindness to my children, my child, Onesimus. I became his father in the faith while he here in prison. Number 11, Onesimus hasn't been or hasn't been of much as used in you, the past, but now he is very useful to both of us. Number 12, I am sending him back to you and with him comes my own heart. Number 13, I wanted to keep him here with me while I am in these chains for preaching the good news and he would have helped me on your behalf. Fourteen. But I didn't want to do anything without you, corset, your corset. I wanted you to help because you were willing, not because you were forced. Number 15, it seems you lost Onesimus for a little while so, so that you could have him back forever. He is no longer like a slave to you. He is more than a slave, for he is a beloved brother, especially to me. Now, he will mean much more to you, both as a man and as a brother in the Lord. 17. So, if you consider me your partner, welcome him as you would welcome me. Number 18. If he has wronged you in any way or owes you anything, charge it to me. Number 19. I, pour write this with my own hand, I will repay it, and I want to mention that, that you owe me your very soul. Number 20, yes, brother, please do me this favor. For the Lord's sake, give me this encouragement in Christ. 21, I am confident as I write this letter that you will do what I ask and when and even more.
0: Praise the Lord. I woke up at 3.30 this morning as I was praying and meditating on a number of things, but as I was thinking through this message, three questions came to me, and I wrote them down. that Why do some spiritual sons and daughters in church and ministry receive more favor from their spiritual fathers? That was one question I wrote. The second one was, why do some spiritual sons and daughters lose favor from their spiritual fathers? And then the last one was, there is a prayer that your spiritual father should never pray for in your life. One time, Paul prayed that prayer for Alexander. Alexander was one of the Christians in the church. But Paul prayed this prayer and said, You know, after mentioning about how others have left him, when he mentioned the name Alexander, he said, Alexander has done me more harm. May God pay him. That is a very bad prayer (laughs) to ever come from your spiritual father. Now, What I'm sharing with us today is serving as a profitable spiritual son in the life and the ministry of your spiritual father. I am a dramatic preacher by the way. I know how to shout. I know how to jump. I know how to do every form of drama. But for today... (laughs) Allow me to talk. Just talk normally. Praise the Lord. I make it as a request. So you will confirm whether there is also anointing in that. (laughs) But just allow me to talk normally. One of the greatest subjects you need to be taught carefully and you should understand so well when you get born again and join a church is the subject of spiritual sonship. So that you transfer your life from just being a church member, you are it into a relationship of father-son. You will benefit more when you relate that way with your pastor than just being a church member. Because a church member will just come attend the service, you go. But when there is a relationship between you and someone, you sense a flaw. Spirits communicate, correct? Mm. If Pastor Bridge has received me here, this man of God, if he has received me, my spirit will confirm. If I'm a burden to him, my spirit will confirm. I wouldn't even have extended my stay here. <laughs> I said, I know. I'm going to have a lot of work I'm going to do. <laughs> but because I felt reception, huh? you, you are able to know this man has received me. Husbands, you know. The day things are wrong with your wife, you know. We are not communicating. <laughs> there is no what? There is no fraud. So when you enter church, one of the most important things that you should be taught is understanding the relationship of spiritual sonship with your spiritual father. Everybody in the church is important. But there is a relationship you should take as more important. Everybody in the church is important. But there's a relationship. You should take an extra mile. Eh? Single it out of all the other important relationships. And you understand it better. You handle it better. Now, without knowing this, you can be in the church for many years. But without clear direction. You can be in the church many years but without a clear direction. Because if you don't understand this word, you will have so many counselors in the church and you will not know who exactly is giving me a final word. That's why some people call them, you must understand you are real man of God. And I want to say this before I share. Every relationship in God has two things. It is both a responsibility and it is a spiritual warfare. Two. It is both a responsibility and it is a spiritual warfare. Why is it a responsibility? Because there is a role you must play you to maintain it. To keep it ongoing, you need to understand your responsibility. What is my role in this relationship? Why is it a spiritual warfare? The devil will fight it. <laughs> it's a spiritual warfare because the devil will fight God knows your future that's why he connects you to people and he knows the power and the graces he has placed in the lives of men to help you connect to your destiny now the enemy of your destiny is the devil he will ensure that there is friction between you and the person God has ordained so it is a spiritual warfare that one needs to to understand. So I Senate is it is a warfare because the devil fights it. Let's read Genesis chapters three, verses one to five. Genesis three, verse one to five. Genesis one three. I will just say it because of the time. Here is a story of the first people, Eve and Adam. They were in a very strong and powerful relationship with their God. Correct? The devil wanted to mess it up. What did he say? He came to Eve and asked the question. Mm -hmm. Did God really say? What was he doing? He was casting doubt in the mind of Eve. Then she said, yes, God told us not to eat the, anything from the tree in the middle of the what? The garden. And the enemy twisted the statement. Do you know? God said that because he knew. The day you eat, you'll be wise like him. You'll know good and bad. The intention was to interfere with this relationship. And when if and Adam ate the fruit. What happens? The relationship fell. So this relationship between you and your spiritual father is a affair. The devil can use your own thoughts. He can use other people. He can also use the negative attitudes of your own spiritual father. Somebody lift up your hand and pray. Shame, Lord. Pray for the grace of understanding. Hallelujah. Amen. Why did I say that the devil will use your own thoughts? You, we all have a human ego. Do I really need to submit to my agent? I'm even better educated than him. I have better exposure than this person. Do I really need to submit? <laughs> I have more money than this person. Surely I am I have led better people <laughs> than this person. Do I really need to submit? Is using your own what? Thoughts. I'm more intelligent than this man. Do I really need to submit to him? He can also use other people. Do you really think Apostle Bridge loves you? Did God really say... <laughs> Do you really think Apostle Bridge loves you? <laughs> if this man loved you the day you fell sick, he would have been the first to be here. He would have been the first one to attend your, your function. you see does he really smile to you whenever you enter that church he just he doesn't even hold your hand when he's greeting he just waves do you really think Apostle Bridge loves you does he tell you that God shows him anything about you because if he loved you he would be praying and God would be speaking to him about you You see now, there's nothing. You're wasting your time in that church. The devil can destroy your relationship with your spiritual father through people. Some of these people may be feeling jealous because of your closeness. Yes. Yes. Each time you are close to a spiritual father, do not think everybody will clap hands. (laughs) No, 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 no. It could be because there are those who were already in his life but they failed. And if you're not sensitive, they may want you to join their bandwagon. It could be because they are also fighting him. (laughs) And so your closeness to him becomes a challenge for them. So spiritual so Son-father relationship is a what? It's a spiritual warfare. And you should know whom the enemy can use to destroy it. He can use other people. And then I said, he can also use the weaknesses of your own spiritual father. He's negative. Let me tell you, there is no perfect spiritual father anywhere on planet earth they are human beings with human weaknesses they are simply growing towards perfection so once in a while there are human weaknesses can also show up not every time you will have smiling feelings towards you <laughs> yes they are human you might he might also be in his periods of depression, frustration, confusion, discouragement, and you are meeting him at such a time when he's not willing to listen to you. (laughs) Uh, This is one of the subjects I love to teach, sir. I can preach about miracles. I can preach about what, but This is a thing. I'm telling something which is very important. Over the years, I kept my spiritual father in my home. He would come after every one month. He comes to stay for two months. Then he goes back to Nairobi in Kenya. I am a Ugandan. My spiritual father is a Rwandi from Rwanda. But he's based in Nairobi, Kenya. He would come at home. I would stay. He would correct many things in my life. Then my mind would tell me, isn't this too much? You are all the same man. Couldn't he respect you? (laughs) Is, is, Is that how you should approach even in your own home? The enemy wanted to ensure to destroy my relationship with my spiritual father. Listen. Yet I tell you the truth, by the mercies of God, without encountering this man of God, I would be very ignorant of many many things in ministry today. God has used him so much. So, as you build your relationship with your spiritual father, make sure that you discern how the enemy wants to bring warfare in your relationship. And you you deal with it before it goes anywhere far. Otherwise, your destiny in God can have a problem. Listen, God brings for us men in seasons at a time. They come to accomplish major things in our lives. And if you're not sensitive, you can stay with your spiritual father for a season when he's meant to do an impact in your spiritual life. And you miss a season and it is gone. And the season of departure comes when God has not used him in your life the way he had intended to use him. You miss a season. You miss a season. You miss a season. You miss a season. So, how you listen, how you handle the relationship matters a lot. Yes. And by the way, you will not have multiple spiritual fathers. <laughs> yes, you will not have multiple spiritual fathers. No. You you cannot manage my spiritual father. God gives you a right man for the right work. <laughs> This is statement, apostle, maybe no other man of God would have managed your character apart from prophet. Who? Yes, because all of us we are very complicated, very difficult, very hard. All of us, but as a man, God gives grace. To manage, to manage your complex life. <laughs> yes. You can behave in so many funny ways, but is steady handling you until you form up. <laughs> until you are built. Until you are recreated. Until you are reshaped. No other man would have had enough patience to handle you like your spiritual father. Uh, yes. Yes. Another man would have chased you, would have disconnected with you, would have fought with you, but this particular one has had enough patience. It's like a husband and a wife. Eh? We come from different backgrounds, with different likes and dislikes. If it was not that man, you wouldn't have stayed in marriage. He's the only one who has had the patience to, be, to, to endure until you are now one. <laughs> She's the only woman who has managed your weaknesses now that you feel you are a really stable married man. Eh? Another woman wouldn't have managed your outbursts of anger, your feelings, your what? So God gives us right people in this life. So, it's the same with the spiritual father. He gives you a right man whose heart can be patient with you until you are formed up. <laughs> and so, the way you respond in this spiritual relationship comes as a lot of you must first understand what we benefit from. Father, son, Relationship. Because once we are introduced in the church and we are in this relationship, all these things I'm speaking, or everything I'm talking, if you sit properly and break down the book of Philemon, whatever I'm speaking is there. Uh, whatever I'm speaking is there. In, in father son relationship, when we come to the Lord, we are reshaped. Huh? We are reshaped. Because in the world, there are even the things our biological parents tried to shape us. They failed. But there's grace upon a man of God that they address, they correct, they discipline until you are reshaped. We are guided, we are developed, we are restored. Some of us, at one time I was a drunkard. <laughs> yes, but I'm a restored man. <laughs> yes, Some people were drug addicts, We were funny things. But once you're in this relationship, you are restored. You are released. You are recommended. Are you hearing whatever Paul is talking about on Esmas? Is what I'm speaking about here. You are recommended. You are settled in life. You are discerned. All of us have entered here. We don't know you. But there's grace of discernment upon a man of God. When you enter the church like this, says, This one is a pastor. This one is an evangelist. This one is a prophet. So you enter, he's discerning you before you even become a member of the church. Yes, you attend the service for him. He knows what God has talked to him about you. He begins to teach you, to follow you up, to correct you, to encourage you. But he knows what he's building. Other members of the church don't know. You are discerned. listen, your biological parents may have taken you to school to become a doctor, engineer. but well, that is all. But a man of God has spiritual eyes, has graces to discern the thing which God knew about you before you were formed in your mother's womb. And that's what the Spirit of God helps him to identify in you. And he offers his life to build that. And that is the real true definition of who you are. People have become lawyers, apostles. But when God calls them, they surrender. And you see them apostles. So what was the true definition of that person? It was not a lawyer. It is an apostle. And it's not, it is not professors in the school of law which will develop him into an apostle. This one is found in the church. (laughs) To develop the real one that God had called to become. And so, in the church, through this relationship, we are discerned, we are encouraged, we are trained, we are imparted graces. There's a grace God puts on a man for you. Naturally, you didn't have the capacity to move into it. But there's a grace of impartation, of wisdom, of knowledge, of power. When you encounter this spiritual father of yours, as you meet, as you relate, as you pray, as he counsels, as he encourages, there is a fatalization that takes place in those encounters. Paul calls it an impartation. That makes things to work in you otherwise which naturally wouldn't have worked. That is why later your spiritual father can take you back to your family, to your village, to your city, and introduce you as a new creation. <laughs> ah. Where people saw you as a useless thing, useless person, nobody, nothing. The way Paul did it to who? Onesimus. Hallelujah. So, what therefore must you, how should you then respond in this relationship? Here is the story of Paul and Onesimus. We have read it. Onesimus was a worker of Paul. I mean of Of Philemon for some time. We don't know. The Bible has not yet openly said what he did. But he committed a crime. And eventually he was put in prison. It is of Philemon who takes him to prison. While in the prison he meets who? Paul. And Paul preaches to Onesimus in prison. Onesimus receives the gospel. He becomes a spiritual son of Paul while in, in prison. And then there are things that Onesimus begins to do to Paul while well, both of them are prisoners. Both of them. One has, is in prison because of the gospel, that is Paul. Onesimus is in prison because of his crimes. But they are all there. But Onesimus chooses to serve a fellow prisoner, Paul. They all have; they are of the same status. They are all prisoners. But while in prison, one chooses to humble himself before the other. Because of what he chose to do in the life of Paul, there is grace of God that was upon Paul that formed the Honest Mass while he was still in prison. And because of what happened, he was released earlier from prison than who? Than Paul. And Paul, a prisoner, is recommending. Onesmas to Philemon. He said, Philemon, you are, you are my fellow brother. I have all the rights to command you to receive this younger man back. But for the sake of love, I am not commanding you. I am requesting you. Receive him as you would receive me. If there are crimes he has committed, forgive him. If there is anything you owe him, put it on my account. When I come, I will repay. <laughs> because of what has happened to him is too useful. Very profitable to me. He has been released. I would have retained him in this prison to benefit me. But because I love you, I want him to be restored to you so that he may profit both of us. This time he's not coming as the former criminal. He's now a born-again brother. He's no longer a slave, but is a brother in the Lord. Listen. The day your spiritual father can put his credentials. And recommend you, he must be sure of you. <laughs> yes, men of God don't just recommend the people anyhow. You can't rec- you can't recommend a thief to people. You can't recommend a thugger to people. You can't recommend a liar to people. You can't recommend a broad man to people. You can't recommend an adulterous preacher to people. You can't recommend a fornicator to people. Because they are representing your name. People will say like father, (laughs) like son. you can't be in this thing here doing all this and your father says surely my son eliza is so good yet you are fornicating with the singers in this choir For him in is that he knows he's recommend, recommending a what? A true spiritual son. But in reality, he's recommending a fornicator to people. And listen, a ministry like this one, where a man has paid a price for it, and you give your life to be recommended with a false title, you don't receive a blessing. Because for him, from an innocent heart, he's recommending a person whom he doesn't know. That's why God was showing me three questions. Why do some spiritual sons and daughters lose favor? Why do others gain favor? And why do others go like that? The, the point is, when your spiritual father lands into weaknesses that prove that you are a cancer in his ministry, you lose favor. You lose favor. That you are going behind the church and you are collecting tithes from church members. <laughs> you are telling lies here and therefore survive. So stay as a true son. True son. And it's a choice you make. It's a choice you make. It's a choice you make. Yes. So I am going to be true to my spiritual father. Period. Say decision. Yes. You make it as a choice. must made a choice. We are all prisoners, but I'm going to serve. I will elevate the status of my fellow prisoner. Other the law does not understand the relationship we are in. <laughs> yes, the law knows that we are both prisoners. But whether we are all under the law that brought us into prison, me Onesimus, I have chosen to Serve this fellow prisoner as my spiritual father. I will do everything that makes his life comfortable. And he did it. And he did it. He did it. Graces were supplied to this man faster to be released far earlier than the father. When he chose from his heart to change the status of relating with the fellow prisoner and the court and he accepted him as his father, he was restored. He was restored. Philemon received. Listen, spiritual fatherhood is the highest advocacy you have in life before you get your own credentials. There are people who will never believe in, in you first. There is someone else they will first trust before they trust you then you build your own integrity over time. That is why in, when we get to the Lord, we ride on the platform of our spiritual fathers. It is their backs that we They are the bridge for us. Nobody can receive us. Nobody can accept us. Nobody can trust us. Nobody can bless us until our fathers I've said, no. Yes, that is my son. Receive you him. Nobody would have believed Jesus. Until the father said, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Hear you him. Then power was released. Grace was released. Anointing was released. He did things that confirm that indeed the Father is with him. What was in heaven was downloaded to us because the Father had decided Nobody will trust you in the beginning until your father recommends you. Until your father recommends you. Fathers pay a price and they build an integrity that sons and daughters can ride on. Yes. I see many of you are going to so many nations just have to receive my son, receive my daughter. Just like that. Listen. <laughs> Sometimes I'm at home. People come to preach. But we hear men of God I come to ask me, Pastor. Do you know that preacher? What are they looking for? This preacher is true, he's, he's anointed, but he has no credentials they have seen to be trusted until someone recommends. Now, let's be honest. Let's be honest. Would you be listening to me if your pastor had not spoken at least a statement about me? Would you be listening? <laughs> no. His comment... And if it was not him who had received me to preach here, I would have finished the message. Yes. Because how do you throw me to an unknown congregation, yet you, the man of authority, you have not said a comment for people to trust? <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So. Are you understanding this? Surely. Yeah. Now pray for me that the remaining things I say them very accurately. Stretch your hands, words, me like this. Pray. Shakam roshato robo, robo shanta raban. Salam roskoprava shara rosetoro baka, robo shanta shaprava, zalando robo shaprava Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name. Amen. Now, man of God, I am now going into the details of this message. Five things you must do as a profitable spiritual son in the life of your spiritual father. I am not under tension to finish all of them. So when the time is over, you must control me. Please, please. (laughs) I I am a trained teacher, and I'm also obedient. But sometimes when the certain levels of grace come, you can go and forget issues of time. So please, I submit to you, sir. Show me that now we can end there. There are five, but I'm not in a hurry. I can teach one and I go out. No problem. (laughs) Hallelujah. So, having understood the importance, therefore, of son, spiritual son, father relationship, and what you will benefit from it, some of us come from traditions and backgrounds where it was going to be very difficult to break through a thicket of forces of limitation confusion, witchcraft so sorry from our ancestral backgrounds. God uses our spiritual fathers, he anoints them to discover what is holding us. They fast, they pray, they counsel, they give their lives for us and they see us delivered out of these things. Now, having seen that, Having benefited that, how do you respond? How do you respond? That cannot be a casual relationship. Number one, you must have a positive attitude towards your spiritual father. Onesimus was a prisoner. Paul was a prisoner, but one chose to accept the other as a father. That is exactly what Onesimus did. Then also Paul chose to accept Onesimus as a son, but they are all in prison. But while in prison, status, spiritual things have changed anyone you don't receive in your heart, you will never receive the graces of God upon him on your life. You first receive the man of God in your heart. Just like that. First. And when he also receives you in his heart, there is a spiritual union. Jesus said, where two or three shall agree, touching anything, when they pray, it will work. Why? You are one in the spirit. There's a union. Your inadequacies are covered by the grace God has put upon your spiritual father. And when you pray, things work. My encounter with my spiritual father has helped me to be delivered from many things. I come from a very strong polygamous background. I'm a firstborn son in the family of 19 children from 11 mothers. There was a heavy witchcraft and many things in our family where polygamy is. And in Africa, it's very bad. I was born again speaking in tongues but life was not moving Apostle. But when I met my spiritual father there are things the spirit of God revealed to him about me. I was suffering innocently things I have not committed. I never participated to cause those effects on my life. But God revealed to my spiritual father he stood between me and the danger. He began praying for me. He began guiding me. He began counseling me. Over time, I discovered those chains were broken. Nobody from my clan paid that price. Nobody from my family paid that price. This man who is doing this, we are not of the same tribe. We are not of the same nation but he received me I also received him and I chose to humble myself to serve this man Are you listening to me? Philemon, I mean uh, Philippians Philippians chapter Chapters 2 from verses 5 to 9, the scripture says, let this mind which was in Christ Jesus be in you also. He who never felt cheated to leave the glory in heaven, but chose to yes, strip himself that glory And he put on a mind of humility to the level that even died, the death of the cross. He says, don't feel cheated. I tell you what, spiritual sons and daughters, listen. The day you are serving your spiritual father, never feel cheated when he's receiving the glory. never compete for the same glory with your spiritual father that's a problem for many people never feel cheated because he's being honored never feel cheated because you are supposed to honor him never compete for the same glory Allow him to receive it. You can be in the church and in the ministry and you see what they do to your spiritual father and you develop jealousy, you develop strife, you develop negativity, you wish people to treat you in a similar way. What the man is receiving is a harvest of many years of patience. Listen to me, church. Don't waste your years and the times of planting seeds of humility. In the life of your spiritual father, and you waste your time by competing. When Jesus humbled himself before the Lord, the Bible says he was done what? He was lifted. He was given a name above all other names. Given a name above. Your name will come, but build another man's name first. Your name will come. But first build the name of your spiritual father. It took Onesimus' humility to serve Paul. Later, his name changed in the home of Philemon. Paul is saying, formerly he was not profitable now he is profitable the name has changed who is recommending the spiritual father he was useless to you in the beginning but God allowed him to come in prison I have met him the younger man is now very useful not receive him as in the other former status Things have changed. He's, he's useful. He's profitable. What brought his name to change was the attitude of the humility to serve. To serve. And in service, in service, in service to your spiritual father offer him what he needs don't just do if you give me this pot of water with a heart of pride I will know I will know I will know if you give me this pot of water with the spirit of humility I will know even if you don't bow like this I will know (laughs) Spirits communicate. <laughs> Man of God, spirits communicate. There's a flow, you know. Some, this person has given me. Even this bowing is follows, you know. <laughs> you know. Yes, you know. You know that one time Jesus was preaching. And while he's preaching and the anointing is flowing... One woman shouted from the congregation, hey! blessed are the breasts, you did what? Secret. Then Jesus said, <laughs> no, that kind of praise is not what? It is not true. <laughs> it is the follows. Number two, serve your spiritual father by studying and discerning his needs by studying and discerning his needs by studying and discerning his needs Someone lift up your hand and say, Lord, help me to understand this one. Hey, in the name of Jesus, we shut uh, Acts chapter 4. Acts chapter 4. Verses 36 to 37. Yes. Yes. He was from the tribe Yes. and came from the island of Cyprus. Yes. He sold a field to own and bought the money to the apostles. Yes. Probably. Hallelujah. In the early church there was this brother called Joseph. The Bible says he was a Levite from Cyrus. You know the work of Levites, Bible readers? They were the Asher's, correct? People would do like the, those little jobs in church or in the, in the, in the temple, whatever. Eh? But when he came to the early church, he served the apostles in two ways. Number one, he offered them real service, serving them. Do they need water? What do they need? Can I be sent? What can I do? He did that he was called who? What was his name? No, no, no. Before that name. Before that name. He was called who? Joseph. That was his original name. Then he also saw the physical needs of the apostles. He said, no, but I have a piece of land at home. I can go and say that I bring these finances. He went and he sold. He brought, put another. the feet. The apostles changed his name. He was called who? Barnabas, meaning what? I pray your father changes your name. I pray your father changes your name. The name Barnabas means son of encouragement. Daughter of encouragement, it is a name given out of a heart of gratitude. These men are looking for a name for this younger man, and they said no. This one is a son of encouragement. This one, his name, he has he has refreshed our hearts he has encouraged our lives when when he judges around things are moving when he is around needs are being met. when he went to sell the land he brought the truth not like Ananias he was truthful in his heart he promised what he, he delivered there are very many people who can promise a pastor I'm going to do this I'm going to do this when they get they change their mind like Ananias But this one, Joseph, he went and saw this piece of land. He brought at the apostles' feet. He served these people faithfully. And they said, what? From today onwards, you are no longer Joseph. You are Barnabas. You are a son are not just a mere son but a son of encouragement may God touch your heart may the Lord lift your soul may the Lord open your mind to study the needs of your father and then you become a son of encouragement listen to me church in the ministry we are hit by very many things pastor we are discouraged by very many things we encounter a lot of difficulties and challenges most people don't know what the pastors go through but if God gives you a one son and he becomes a son of encouragement you are blessed listen to me when you choose to become a son of encouragement, graces of provision will come upon you. Yes. Yes. When you make a choice to become as, I served my spiritual father eight years. I would pay his transport. Feed him. Feed his visitors. He would host at my home eight years. Sometimes I would even end in debts. Because you know Africa, the situations we are in, you want to make sure you make the life of the man of God happy. Things are there. We went an extra mile with my wife. When I was coming for this trip in that church, apostle, he's a witness. I saw people pay for my air ticket with tears. Just there is nothing you plant in the life of your spiritual father as true seeds which will die. Hey! They will carry a harvest. Cause listen to me, there's a prayer that should wear well from the heart of your spiritual father. Each time he thinks about, it, he wonders. We are not of the same family we're not of the same background i am not of her level his level why does god use this woman why does god use this man to do all this for me god bless my son god bless my daughter god there are things that provoke a favor The prayer that the apostles prayed for Barnabas was so powerful. Yes. Simeon,
2: Lucius, Manian, yeah. um, and Saul. Yeah. And one day, as these men were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, Yes. Appoint Barnabas and Saul for the special work to which I have called them. Yes. So, after more fasting and prayer, the men laid their hands on them and yeah. sent them on their way.
0: So. See, Joseph, a Levite, from slain, a Levite, he's coming to the church in Jerusalem. He's serving the apostles as a son of encouragement. Now, read about him in Acts chapter 13. He is tapping into the apostolic anointing. What was on his fathers has come upon him. And he's being released into the same. I have gone more places than my spiritual father. Because I chose to serve him. And I'm going more places. me as a gift to the church. I am introducing him to everywhere I go as a gift. Joseph came as a Levite but when he chose to study the needs of the apostles, and he served them. He tapped into the apostolic grace. In chapter 13, he's being released. And when you study more about his life, he's more of an encourager in the ministry. There was much grace, but he tapped. He was not among the twelve that Jesus discipled. He was not even among the earlier ones. But he tapped from the apostles. There is something that connects to your life when you choose to study the needs of the servants of God and you meet them. The spirit of God can reveal to you position yourself like this in this apostle. Don't do whatever everybody else is doing. Hear the spirit Tell you what you, you specifically must do. Because what the Spirit tells you is God is going to release the grace upon you to get it and you meet that need. That's what Barnabas did and that's how God is releasing him. What you will harvest tomorrow is planted it today. Second Kings chapter 4
2: verses 8 to 16 yes wealthy woman lived there and she urged him to come to her home for a meal after that whenever he passed that way he would stop there for something to eat Mm -hmm. she said to her husband I am sure this man who stops in from time to time is a holy man of God let's build a small room for him on the roof and furnish it with a bed a table, a chair and a lamp then he will have a place to stay whenever he comes by. One day, Elisha returned to Shunem and he went up to his upper room to rest. Then he said to his servant Gehazi, tell the woman from Shunem, I want to speak to her. When she appeared, Elisha said to Gehazi, tell her, we appreciate the kind concern you have shown us. What can we do for you? Can we put in a good word for you to the king or to the commander of the army? No, she replied. My family takes good care of me. Later, Elisha asked Gehazi, what can we do for her? Gehazi replied, she doesn't have a son and her husband is an old man. Call her back again, Elisha told him. When the woman returned, Elisha said to her, as she stood in the doorway, next time at this, next year at this time, you will be holding a son in your arms.
0: Hallelujah. Elisha used to pass Huh? You go, Professor, he passes there, he eats something. Go, passes there. In that level, nothing would happen to this lady. But she said, This man gets very tired. Can't we make for him a room? We put there a bed for him to rest. And she asked her husband, and they did that. While Elisha was resting, the Lord speaks to him about the state of this woman. So, where in the assistance girls find out from this said, what can we do for them? Man said, oh, we are everything is okay. There's no problem." But later on, he discovers she doesn't have a child, and then he said, "Fine, tell her next year at such a time." She will have a baby. How did it come? She met the need of the prophet. She sat down. This man is moving up and down. What can we do, my husband? Can't we get him? Else, huh? And he sleeps and he rests. When the man was resting, the Lord spoke to him. Grace to open our home was released. What was the connecting point? She met the need of the prophet. Whoever shall receive a prophet in the name of a prophet shall receive a prophet's reward. Whoever shall receive a righteous man in the name of a righteous man shall receive a righteous man's reward. All Israel. Believe God, you shall be established. Obey his prophets, you shall do what? Prosper. There's something connected here. This woman is. Look at Abraham. He was how many years before a child? 100. Sarah was how many? Around 75. Past the age of giving birth. But something happens. When God wants to meet the need of Abraham, three men are walking. These are angels. And they are moving. It was the responsibility of Abraham to discern them. To know that these guys are tired. They need to be refreshed. So he said, Sirs, don't bypass. I know you are on your way. But before you continue, just sit down. Have a cup of tea. <laughs> just drink something. Just, just wash your feet before you continue. And while the, the, the guys entered, and the man he, he slaughtered something there quickly, they did that. And when they, when they ate, do you read that the journey continued? Bible readers, do you read that the journey continued? That was the end of those men's journey. So that means the journey, the destiny was where Abraham was home, but the connecting point was Abraham discerned the need of these men. He received them. He offered them what to eat. After that, they declared next year at such a time, Sarah, you shall have a baby. She laughed. They were sent. What if Abraham did not discern them and receive them? Think about it. They would have lost an opportunity. <laughs> yes. But the connection was they discerned. I would listen. Sometimes each season God wants to lift you to another level, especially in the areas of material things. He will show you the challenge of your father. <laughs> yes, He will show you the challenge of your father, and you wonder whether it should it be my I attend to myself first. Or my father. The battle is between you and the Holy Spirit. When you obey the Holy Spirit. You are releasing. What was yours. (laughs) When you let go the cow. And you slaughter for these three men. Your son will come. (laughs) That's what Abraham did. He received the three men. He refreshed them. He fed them. Their journey ends there. They don't go any further. After that prophecy, they left. There's something God has ordained for you, but there's a man God is going to use to declare it. <laughs> Study the needs of your spiritual your father. Positioning yourself in his life to serve. When you read the entire New Testament, you hear... There are specific people that Paul keeps mentioning. Prepare for me room. I am coming. Bring my books. Do this. These were specific people. And their lives never remained the same. While you are in the church. Discover where you can fit. In the area of serving and meeting the needs of your spiritual father. Another area. How do you serve your spiritual father profitably? Promote the vision and the ministry of your spiritual father. Promote the vision and the ministry of your spiritual father. It is sons who do this. Joshua chapter one, verses 1 two.
2: After the, death of the, after the death of Moses, the Lord's servant, yes, the Lord spoke to Joshua, son of Nun, eh. Moses' assistant. Yeah. He said, Moses, my servant, is dead. Yeah. Therefore, the time has come for you to lead these people, eh. the Israelites, across the Jordan River into the land that I, am, I have given them.
0: Thank you. Joshua is a spiritual son of Moses. Moses is dead. Who is promoting the vision? is Joshua. It is spiritual sons and daughters who have tested and known the divine graces upon the life of their fathers who testified. Paul says, even if I'm not an apostle to all every other person, you, you, you are my true sons because you have seen, you have tested. So, it is spiritual sons and daughters who, who encounter, who test, who benefit from the graces of God upon their fathers. Therefore, it is you to recommend, it is you to introduce, it is you to bring in others eh, to taste of the same eh, that you have gotten from your spiritual father. Don't behave like like sons who surround their father and they want to become a roadblock to others from benefiting. That is killing a ministry. That is killing a church. You have seen how this grace has lifted you. You have seen how this anointing has lifted you, promoted you, delivered you, released you, shaped you. opened your eyes can't you open a door for others to have access you have entered let others also enter if you are a church member or a son in the ministry who blocks others from accessing your spiritual father you are not only killing them but you are also killing the ministry of your father because you are a lord block you are prevent you can be in a church and you see the church not growing not because a man of god is not anointed not because he lacks a vision but there are people who block others from accessing This spiritual father of yours is anointed for global ministry. It's anointed for international ministry. Is anointed for nations. It should be children, the sons, the daughters, who speak like John, huh? First John chapter five, chapter first John chapter one from verse five it says. What we have seen. What we have heard. What we have touched. What we have eaten with. is the, We are witnesses. It is the testimony we bring to you. Whom are they talking about? They are introducing Jesus. And the, boldly, the man is saying, this man I am telling you. We have sat with him. We have eaten with him we have had him, we have tested and we testify to you too. It is the duty of spiritual sons and daughters to see the ministry of their fathers be released to others. Each time you are in the life of your spiritual father as a Lord broke, find out And sometimes if God sees that you are blocking so many, he has his method of removing you. Yes. He has his method of causing exit so that others can what? Have access. Can have access. May your life never be used as a roadblock. But as one that introduces that promotes, that causes others access. Listen to me. I have discovered in ministry many spiritual fathers are misunderstood. But it's spiritual sons who are used by God to clarify things. Yes. Yes. We live in a world where people can put any malicious thing upon you, Pastor. Anyone can say anything against you, but it's your sons. God uses to defend the truth they know. Yes. Yes. Say no, it's not what you are saying. We have seen this man, we have eaten with this man, we have touched this man. We have benefited from this man. He has been used by God to lift us. We are witnesses. And the minds of people are cleared. Let me finish up with this one. Most of these I'm hiring them. Pray for the minister of your spiritual father. You are pray for the ministry of your spiritual father. That's how you can serve as a son of what? A profitable spiritual son. I am very sure by now most of you have sat moved with Apostle Bridge. At least by now of you have been with him three years, five years, ten years you know the warfare that surrounds this man huh? it is only true I'm saying it's only true spiritual sons and daughters who can discern the real spiritual warfare that surrounds their fathers Have you heard the man of God? All other people will see them as points to criticize. They will see them as weaknesses to bite, But a true spiritual son will know my father is going through this battle. This is warfare. They will offer themselves. This is not true about this man. They offer to pray. Someone lifts up your hand and say, "God, grant me grace to understand the warfare that surrounds my father and anoint me to pray for his life. Take a minute and prove your life like that. Zender Raboshit Ravasatar Soprava. Raboshendoroboka. Prasatara wash and Robaka. Thank you, Jesus. Rabosheta Raboshrava. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you. Praise the Lord Church. Amen. Know the spiritual warfare that surrounds your spiritual father by the mere fact that he carries that grace on his life both for you and the others he is constantly under attack and the majority of people would be very happy would jubilate when he follows but spiritual sons and daughters will offer themselves to pray one time I was going to fall into a very serious accident serious one God woke up brethren at around 3am they saw me involved in an accident they began praying counseling the powers of death the incident happened I was knocked by a vehicle the tire of the vehicle ended on my head down but up to this day, I cannot explain why it did not crush my head. The people that prayed for my safety yeah. were yeah. in the church. Look at me, church. Never pray for your spiritual father. Casual prayers. Huh? Casual prayers. No, 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 no. You understand what he carries. You understand what is fighting it. of oh, fight. Quality. Deep intercession for his life. Romans chapter 1 verse 11 to 12.
2: For I long to visit you so that I can come and bring you some spiritual gift that will help you grow strong in the Lord. Yes. When we get together, I want to encourage you in your faith. Yes. But I also want to be encouraged by yours.
0: Verse 13.
2: I want you to know, dear brothers and sisters, that I planned many times to come to visit you, but I was prevented until now. I want to work among you and see spiritual fruit just as I have seen among other Gentiles. Thank you. Listen, who is talking? Who is, a, who is Paul
0: apostle verse 13 is saying I don't want you to be ignorant brethren that many times I plan to come and visit you but I was prevented other versions say I was resisted others say I was hindered now this is an apostle question can apostles be hindered <laughs> no, read your Bible. Pastor, read for them verse 13. <laughs> read you know,
2: verse 13. Verse 13. Yes. I want you to know, dear brothers and sisters, that I planned many times. I planned many times to visit you. Yes. But I was prevented until now.
0: I was prevented. So who prevented him? Who resisted him not to go? Satan resisted an apostolic ministry to reach Rome. Paul was writing to the Roman church saying, I don't want it to be ignorant brethren. Many times I plan to come and meet you so that I may impart some gift in you so that in the end you may grow and bear more fruit." but i was resisted Satan can resist a ministry from reaching other areas it is spiritual sons and daughters who pray for the release church in India church in India church in India listen to me this was one time a place where one of the apostles died and the gospel was preached in this land and at one time India was a champion of the what? the gospel today the worlds have been closed look at the population of India India at the percentage of born again huh? What is the percentage This is a this is a subcontinent What is the percentage of people who are like you There is a resistance to the gospel. There are strongholds holding men and women of God from raising in this land. Seated before me here, you are great apostles, teachers, prophets, pastors, and so on. But the domain over this land will not allow you to raise up. I want, I want man of God. You are a testimony. When you come to Africa, you can testify that you can receive quicker breakthroughs than here. Yes. Why? The church of Africa is very prayerful. When men of God from different places visit Africa, there is massive salvation. A short prayer, you see the flow of the Holy Spirit. Miracles, signs, and wonders. Things work. What is the domain over? Paul was an apostle, but his ministry was resisted. And is opening the eyes of the Roman church. I planned many times to come. But I was hindered. I was resisted. What was being resisted was a ministry. An apostolic ministry. Going to build the church in Rome. But the enemy knew. If Paul goes to Rome. The church will be encouraged. The church will be impacted. The church will be gifted. The church will be anointed. So he mounted the resistance. It is spiritual sons and daughters to pray for their fathers' ministries to be released. I have seen some men of God who have died prematurely because the church does not take care in prayer. As we are talking now, there's a man in Nigeria who survived the death a few days ago. Apostle who? John Johnson. Yes. They shot. Seven people died. He survived and his family. Why? When he rose up, the enemy was saying, no, no, no. The enemy can't even clear the life of you. We almost lost him when he came from Africa. It should be incumbent to this church to raise a team of intercessors specifically for his life. I am here but there are people praying for me at church. This grace I'm flowing in is because there are people specifically praying for me. There must be people in this church and ministry who concentrate on Praying for his life, for his life, for his family, for his children. If the enemy doesn't attack him, can attack the wife, doesn't attack the wife, can attack the children, or anything can around him, but he needs to be surrounded, covered with prayer. There must be a prayer covering over his life. This is something he should not ask you, you should do it freely and voluntarily. It should be one of your greatest sacrifices in his life. praying for him. Why? Paul states it clearly here. This one you are going to read from home. I'm not going to, we are going to, but just write the scripture. 2nd Thessalonians 5:25. Paul says, Pray for me. Then you also write 2nd Thessalonians chapter 3, verses 1 to 2. These are the things the man presents to the church. He says pray for me. That's the emphasis. Even apostles need to be prayed for. He says, pray for me. Number two, he says, pray that the Lord's message be spread rapidly. He presents it. He also says, pray that the Lord's message be honored. You know you can preach it, but nobody is honoring it. Pray that the Lord's message be honored. Number four, he says, pray that a Pray that I am saved from wicked men and evil men. When a ministry is raising in the city, like now this one, demons insert themselves in the hearts of wicked men, wicked women. They plan evil against your pastor. It is your praise. Listen to me when you are praying for your spiritual father do not look for appreciation don't waste time don't come to report you know apostle I was praying for you No, just pray don't struggle to get special favors because you are praying you just pray yes pray like Anna and who and Simeon, they prayed until they saw the son being presented. You just pray until you see the anointing on the man. Pray until you see favor on the man. Pray until you see doors opening for him. Don't rush, struggle to say, you know, Apostle, yesterday I was praying and fasting for you. You know, leave around those stories. Leave that for Sunday school children. You can pray for this man, the warrior, and you don't report to him that I was praying for you. Simple. It is a sacred thing. It is a voluntary thing. It is a thing done out of sacrifice. Do not seek to be paid for it. Just offer it as a sacrifice for your father. Yes. One day men will be committed to pray for you. One day people will be committed to pray for you. The problem, do you know where you get the discouragement from? When you go to him and say, Pastor, I was praying for you. And he doesn't say thank you. <laughs> you no, know, Pastor, the whole week I've been praying and fasting for you. It's okay. <laughs> then you go home. Very cold. I expect this man to hug me. To talk something powerful about me. But all the time, I just pray. The Lord who sees from the sacred chambers of your heart will reward you. Just pray. Just pray. And some of you as you pray, there are deep things God will show you about this man. Don't come to share them with the church. Those are your inner secrets. Hold them to yourself. God will reveal things about him. Each time you pray for someone, God speaks to you about him, but keep it to yourself. Jesus prayed for Peter with the whole of his heart. And then he said, Peter, I saw the enemy shifting you left and right. When you commit yourself to pray for you for, for a person, for your father, God can even reveal to you the spiritual realm what the enemy is planning to do for him, against him. Now because you are not his spiritual father, don't rush to come and you are also coming to counsel him. You'll get problems for nothing. Just pray for them man. When God reveals to you things, don't rush to come to be his counselor, you'll be disappointed. you are not in his echo. So don't rush with your counseling skills. (laughs) Just keep to yourself and pray. Most Christians have had a problem there. Immediately God shows them something. (laughs) I was praying for you. and I saw your wife is divorcing. So I don't know what's happening in this home. Uh -uh. Pray for the man. Just pray there, and there pray for the man just end there, don't because if you reveal to people the things God has shown in prayer they will become rumors in the church yes they will become points of gossip now the good thing you are doing begins to create problems in the what? in the church you just pray just pray listen Why do we need to pray for this man of God? If you read Joshua chapter 6 verses 1 and 2, let's read that one as our last scripture. That one. last one. Joshua chapter 6 verse 1.
2: one was allowed to go out or in. But the Lord said to Joshua, I have given you Jericho, its king, and all its strong warriors.
0: Thank you. Now, all the gates of Jericho were what? Shut. Gates were what? Shut. The reason? What was the reason? The reason is there. Of the children of Israel, all the gates of India were shut because of it is spiritual sons and daughters. Who stand together with their spiritual father and pray. Because there are gates. There are doors that are blocked. Because of the anointing on a man. Let me tell you. There is some spiritual warfare. Men of God go through not because they have sinned. No. Because of the mantle of God on their lives. So the enemy can mount up a resistance. And Peter was thrown in prison, chained through three gates, and around him were men. But the church prayed earnestly. The word honest means with zeal, with commitment, with seriousness. They prayed until the ministry of angels was involved. I was so blessed when a prophet mentioned about the ministry of what? Angels. They just prayed for Peter until heaven had to dispatch angel to minister to him. and Then they came him from sleep. Chains fell. First gate opened. Second gate opened. They gate to the city also opened. Did you hear that? Did you hear that? Chain is fair. I will open. The first gate open. Second gate open. And then they get to the cities where it was also what? pain? That is what you can do, church. Huh? Everything that causes any form of limitation it is you to pray until it falls every close the gate it is the church to honestly pray until those gates open let me tell you a man of God is blessed if you have spiritual sons and daughters who commit their lives to pray for you